0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins.
1: Let's get into playoff basketball tonight. In the Association, Game 3, Eastern Conference Semifinals. Celtics at the 76ers. Celtics laying a point and a half. They're minus 135 on the money line at BetMGM. 76ers plus 110, total set at 213 and a hook. Series tied at one. Bill, what's going to happen? This has been such an... Uneven series. And what I mean by that is this has sort of gone the way that I I would have never predicted. Joel Embiid out for game one. So James Harden goes off, steals the game for Philly. Then in game two, Joel Embiid returns, and you think, okay, Philly has a chance to maybe go up two games to none, and they get blown out. So I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. What do you think?
2: Well, looking at it, as far as the bets go, if you're going to play this game, I think you just go ahead and and play Celtics money line if you like them because I'm not sure the one and a half. I'm I'm not going to necessarily that. I'd just play the money line. It's not that much of a difference between what you would lay either way.
0: But here was the interesting
2: thing, and and I I loved it. We played the the soundbite, I think it was yesterday on the show, uh, Joe Mozilla, the head coach of the Celtics, walking off the podium at the end and basically saying, nobody wants to ask me about the adjustment? Nobody wants to ask me about how smart I am? Why are you guys not asking me about that? Well, here's one of the adjustments that he made, and this will be something to keep an eye on in game three. They decided that they were not going to allow James Harden to get into the paint, get to the rim, and get easy looks. And we saw that mm-hmm. with the way they guarded against P.J. Tucker. They basically are daring P.J. Tucker to beat them. Most of the yeah. time, it's got an unwritten rule, if you will, in the NBA or any level of basketball. If you get it, and this is going to get a little geeky, but if you get a mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. pick and roll and you have a shooter in this case, it's Harden working a side pick and roll with PJ Tucker in the corner, 99% of the time, you are not leaving PJ Tucker to help cover that pick and roll. You're going to stay yeah. on this because mm-hmm. it's the same side. You don't want to make that. It's an easy corner three. Well, the Celtics in game two basically said Harden's not getting downhill. P.J. Tucker, you beat mm-hmm. us. And he yeah. took one, one three the entire game. So that's something to keep an eye on tonight is how much does P.J. Tucker shoot the ball because they made a conscious decision. Joel, Joel Embiid are not being in the game. They said James Harden is not getting downhill, mm-hmm. not getting to the rim. And also, if you're
1: Philly, you've got to get more, and and maybe this is asking too much, yeah. you, I think you have to get more from a guy like Tyrese Maxey, for example, or Tobias Harris, just because I know when you think of Philly, you think of Joel Embiid, and you think of James Harden. And, and Harden, the beard was unbelievable in game one. But if you look at the, at the scope of his career, there's no question, he's not nearly the efficient shooter that he used to be. He's not as consistent. So... Sure. On any given night, can he drop 40? Absolutely. We saw it in this series. Also, can he do that consistently? And they don't need that from him, but can he be a consistent 30-point guy every night? Probably not. So for the Sixers, you can't just rely on your big two, if you will. It has to be more of a team effort because Harden, as great as he has been throughout his entire career, is not a guy that you can really rely on. He's great at dishing the ball still, but scoring-wise, Bill, he's not the player he used to be.
2: No, and you talked about it. He's not Steph Curry. He's not the guy that yeah. you're going to put the ball in his hands and say make the decision and try to get us you know, to a victory. And Embiid, even though he came back mm-hmm. in game two, he's not – and he said this himself. So it's not me making any yeah. kind of projection or breaking any kind of story. He's not going to be 100% in this series at any point. Yeah. He's already declared that. They had said if this was a regular season, he'd be shut down for a couple of weeks. So good yeah. on him for playing through this – pain that he's got this injury that he has but the Celtics to me the deeper team they have more if it's Mm -hmm. not Embiid and if it's not Harden I'm not sure that the 76ers can win night in and night out consistently enough to take Boston in a seven game series we saw it in game two. yeah we saw it in game two that if Tatum isn't having a great game they Mm -hmm. can still win by 20 he had seven points And they still killed them. So I think it's a matter of the Celtics being a little bit deeper with Tatum, with Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. You go up and down that roster, they're just deeper than the 76ers.
1: I think that's a really good point. And we were saying this about the Warriors early in the show, which is they have enough pieces or more pieces than the Lakers to play different styles of basketball and beat you different ways. And I think the Celtics are very much the same way where – They just have so many different guys that can do so many different things. So if they need to adjust, they have that ability more so than the Sixers do. Let's go to the Western Conference semifinals tonight in the Valley of the Sun. Game three, Nuggets taking on Phoenix. The Suns are laying four and a half points. Suns minus 190 on the money line. The Nuggets are plus 155, the total at that MGM is 224 and a half you know Bill I I want to go with the Nuggets here just because they have outclassed the Suns in the first two games but the more I think about it I I sort of feel like Phoenix with their backs against the wall here and the Nuggets not nearly as good against the number on the road as they are at home I kind of feel like the Suns are the right side and 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 Chris Paul is not going to play and frankly I kind of think that helps them
2: Yeah, it's interesting, though, with Chris Paul being out, this line, what, it's an eight-point swing for home court? Because weren't the Nuggets yeah. four and a half in game two? That seems to a a large yeah. swing in one game. But I think I'm with you. I think I would still be on the Suns. I don't think the Nuggets are going to sweep them. I think the Suns are going to get at least one, if not two, So why not go ahead and give them game three here? I I think the Nuggets are the better team right now. They're doing better things. And obviously Mm -hmm. the first two games being at home, but I like the Nuggets in the series, but I'm with you. Kind of like what you and Chelsea did with the Lakers-Warriors series where you said, hey, the Lakers will probably get game one. The Warriors will probably get the series. I think the Suns probably get game three. I think the Nuggets probably still win the series.
1: I think so too. And when you talk about Chris Paul being out, Mm -hmm. Cameron Payne should be able to step up and provide plenty of offense but Bill I wanted to get into something that that you turned me on to and this is pretty fascinating stuff maybe into the weeds a little bit but you're a guy who coaches basketball you're a play-by-play guy for George Mason you know the sport do a great job at that but it's when we talk about Nikola Jokic and as brilliant as he is offensively for the Nuggets he's not necessarily great defensively he can be a liability and the nuggets have done a pretty masterful job mike malone has designed some defensive schemes or played some defensive schemes to sort of mitigate that weakness and it's work and sort of kept these Suns scores at bay
2: yeah i mean obviously he's not going to be able to design something that stops both devin booker and kevin durant The question then becomes who else can score for phoenix And they've decided the way they're playing their ball screen coverage. Just look, there isn't anything new necessarily that teams do in the NBA. It's still pick and roll. It's still those kind of things. It's just a matter of how are you covering it? Are you hedging it? Are you playing drop coverage? Are you playing what they call ice coverage or ISO coverage, which is keeping the ball to the one side when it's a a sideline pick and roll? Well, what the Denver Nuggets have decided to do and as you said, Chris Paul's not in there tonight, so it'll be interesting to see if Payne can can take this role. Mm-hmm. they decide decided they're going to make Chris Paul a shooter. He's going to have to be the scorer that beats them, not allowing Kevin Durant to do it, not allowing Devin Booker to do it. So they've played drop coverage on a lot of those middle ball screens and basically said, okay, Chris Paul, here's 15-footers, good luck. Mm-hmm. And so far, yeah. it's worked. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're talking, and, and listen, Chris Paul has made a living off of doing that his entire career. That's his game. He's an incredible elbow shooter, great mid-range shooter. However, he's not a scorer. He is a pass-first point guard, whereas you have a guy like Devin Booker and KD. I think it's so smart. I will gladly let Chris Paul, let CP3 try to beat us with mid-range jumpers as opposed to Kevin Durant or Devin Booker driving to the rack and just crushing us. And that's another thing the Nuggets have done, which is, look, they know that if Booker and KD get a direct line to the basket, it is over. So what they've tried to do is whenever there's some sort of pick and roll or some sort of ball screen, the Nuggets say, okay, you can get to the basket, but we're going to make you take a bad angle where it's not just this direct right down the lane getting a layup where maybe you have to shoot off balance and that maybe sort of mitigates the fact that, yeah, you're going to get your shots, you're going to drive, but we're not going to make it easy on you. And that's just another thing Denver has done. It's very subtle, but it's forced baseline, bad angle. You're not going to come right down the lane.
2: Yeah, they're not letting guys, especially on the the sideline pick and rolls, they're not letting guys get over the top of the pick and roll and driving like to the nail right there at the Mm -hmm. foul line or getting deep into the possession or deep into the lane. They're forcing them, as you said, to take bad angles. And what they're doing is Jokic isn't trying to block shots. He's not trying. He's just making them take one or two extra dribbles to take up a little bit more space. And as you said, hey, if you get off a a shot, it's going to be off balance or bad angle. Good luck to you. Look, Durant and Booker are good enough. They're going to make some of those shots, but it's not been easy for them through games one and two.
1: Absolutely right about that. And we'll see what plays out tonight, but I just kind of feel like with their backs against the wall at home, this is the time for the Suns to go ahead and cover this number. Don't know if I'm going to play it, but that's what I have my eye on.